Small Business and Startup Stories DSM features conversations with small business owners who share both their victories and failures on their paths to success. Small Business and Startup Stories DSM is produced by the Greater Des Moines Partnership. More tips and resources are available at dsmpartnership.com slash smallbusiness. I'm your host, Mike Caldwell. Omar Jordan, welcome to Startup Stories. Why did you start Lender Close? Mike, I'd like to first thank you for having me and giving me the platform today. Hope our story inspires um, entrepreneurs uh, in Iowa. Um, and not only that, but it gives us uh, the opportunity to thank the people who helped us and cheerlead us every day uh, at, at our journey. Absolutely. Thanks for coming. Um, I've been involved in lending for for many years, and I've seen lending done uh, the right way, and I've seen lending done the wrong way. And being around lenders and, and, and banks and credit unions helped us identify some opportunities which maybe we can add value to and help improve their internal processes. And that's why the idea of Lender Close kind of came to us. All right. And and uh, can you give us a little bit of detail on what problem, you know, I, I coach a lot of entrepreneurs, and it's always about what problem are you solving and why does anybody really care? Yeah. And so tell us a little bit about why people really care about what you do. Absolutely interesting. So Lender Close is a, is a, a B2B concept. Uh, our, our, our focus is credit unions and community banks. And what most people take for granted is when you go apply for a, a home loan, whether it's a purchase or a home equity loan or a refinance, there's a lot of paperwork that goes on behind the scenes, a lot of paper pushing that you don't see as a borrower. And so a lender is required to have multiple vendors to go through the entire lending cycle from application to approve. And what we do is we've aggregated a lot of these vendors and a lot of these products into a single platform, which helps the cycle of, of, of underwriting become shorter, faster, more streamlined. And in a sense, you feel that as a borrower, but not directly because now the lender is more efficient. And that's the problem we solve is giving efficiency to lenders. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, so you focus on the financial services industry. For those of us that aren't familiar, can you tell us a little bit more about what types of companies fit? You talked about credit unions and, and uh, banks. Tell us more. I mean, what types of – are they the biggest? Are they the smallest? Are you mid-market? Yeah, interesting question. So, you you know, you turn on the TV every day and you hear about Rocket Mortgage and you hear about Quicken Loans and these these big lenders come into the market and, right. and they, 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 they take a lot of the uh, local lenders – uh, sort of um, members or borrowers. Mm-hmm. And what we want to do at Lender Close is empower local lenders, give them the tools and the technology that allows them to compete at that uh, okay. speed, right, that Rocket yep. Mortgage would have. Uh, and so whether you are a small community bank or a small community credit union or a $6 billion in assets bank or credit union or even larger, right. um, we're, we're happy to work with you. That's been our sweet spot, our community lenders, sure. uh, regardless of asset compared to maybe companies like Quicken Loans or Rocket Mortgage or Citi. Uh, and, and, and that's our mission. Well, and it makes sense because the biggest always have the ability to do these things on their own. Whether they whether they should or whether they actually do it, they, they yeah. usually get the not-invented-here not syndrome. They have the R&D budget, right? They do. Most, most local banks and credit unions don't have the R&D budget for, uh, to create a software, for example. No, and, and it's, you know, so many of the software as a service Platforms exist for that exact reason. Is you know, I, I have to every once in a while um, tell people is that someone like you has to explain to their customers. Sometimes the vendor knows more than the customer does, because the customer does it one way. The vendors have, have done it for a hundred different organizations that do it yeah. fifty different ways. It's and, a status quo too that we've got to constantly uh, make sure our our uh, audience is is making sure 
part of the challenge is, is changing the old ways of doing things, oh, right? Yeah. So a lender might be used to doing things uh, uh, certain a certain way, and they've been doing it that way for 10 years. And then you say, well, you don't have to have 10, 15 <laughs> vendors or 10, 15 websites. You just go to one platform. Yeah. And so to, to changing that process, everybody hates transition, yeah. Right. But once you get there, it's really, really nice. Yeah. But they're all feeling pressure too. So they're, they've got a reason to take the pain of transition. Oh, yes. Yes. So. Of course. So I saw a photo on your team, uh, of your team. It was on Facebook. I, I think it was in January. And uh, you have a really diverse team. I, I want to hear more about how you engage diversity at Lender Close. Oh, it's a really, really cool topic for us. Um, so, well, first, let me make sure. Um, I address this. Our hiring process isn't that complex. We, mm-hmm. we, we make sure we look for people that, that are hungry, that are driven, that have a lot of positive energy. So that right. is number one for us. Luckily, you know, we've gotten uh, some of the team members that really are on our team today have elevated to that, uh, to that level. Yeah. And, and so it's not on purpose, but yet it was really cool how it all kind of came together and, and we have such a powerful, diverse team. We all come from different backgrounds. And I feel that makes us a very, very strong team. Yeah, I've worked on diverse teams. They are stronger. There's no question in my mind. And, um, I mean, diversity has several different angles these days. Um, how tough has it been for you to hire talented people in Des Moines? I mean, you came here to Des Moines so, to build this company. So how's it been? If you think of our lender clothes, we've got the uh, sales and production team, and then we've got our tech team. And on the sales and production, we've been fortunate enough. We've got great talent, uh, driven people, ready to go, hungry. um, And and we've assembled such a great process on the sales uh, part of the business. Um, Just like everybody else in town, tech talent seems to be a little bit uh, uh, lacking maybe or not necessarily lacking, but uh, they're, they're, they're there, right? Now we just have to attract it. Well, don't you think it's the rest of the country? It's the rest of the world. That is true. That (laughs) is true. I've got a friend uh, that has a company in Israel. He's dying for talent. Yes, yes. (laughs) It doesn't matter. And so I don't know how to solve that problem in, 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 uh, you know, a little Iowa town here, but uh, we certainly see that uh, being a challenge. Uh, We haven't, I mean, it doesn't stop us from from, uh, continuing. It just motivates us to, to look for more. We try to host tech events uh, to attract talent to Iowa yeah. and attract talent to uh, the, the local ecosystem here. Yeah, and it's a good idea to do. I know it's funny the uh, number of events that go on in Iowa, in Des Moines especially, has kind of ebbed and flowed. Yeah, and we'll talk more about that later. But the other day, um, Pitchley, we write code, got together and had a party. Oh, they did. Yeah, Hopefully, uh, and I swear there's 400 people there. Seriously, the entire scene showed up. I'm like, I haven't seen this many people together since Dwalla launched. That I mean, is really it was cool. Like the giant party back then. Let's talk more about the Des Moines startup scene. You recently wrote a response uh, to an article uh, that was written by Inc. Magazine. Mm-hmm. And uh, the title of that article was Why the Next Great Startup Will Come from Des Moines, which, by the way, we loved. We yeah. loved those kinds of articles. Your first comment was to paraphrase, sweet, but don't tell anybody. And, and I spent a lot of time talking to people about growing the startup ecosystem. Yep. Everybody's for it until they hit the, hey, don't hire my staff thing. Yep. How do you feel about Des Moines going out and attracting a whole bunch of startups? Oh, I think it's great. Uh, it's To have that many startups in our community is, is really cool, and we need more. Uh, I think uh, I, I read the uh, Silicon Prairie 
um, uh, annual report uh, that just came out last yep. week, I believe. Yep. And it was so cool to see um, Lender Close, Pitchley, and Denim on there as mm-hmm. uh, the top startups in Des Moines. And yeah, I, congratulations I, on that. Oh, thank you, Nicely thank done. you. And there's been, and, and then you look through the list. There's there's uh, there's also pages and pages of uh, not only those three that I just mentioned, others around the state of Iowa. Yeah. So it's fantastic that we have a great startup scene. What I like about having a great startup scene, especially. Uh, here in Des Moines is I get to know these people. So I can call Ryan Gearhardy at Pitchley. I can call uh, the, the CEO at Denim and, and talk about maybe some things he's seeing, mm-hmm. bounce some ideas off of each other. Uh, we have a pit, uh, friendly conf- uh, competition, too. Of course you do. Um, and it's just kind of teasing each other to be uh, better, right, yeah. and, and, and to drive for growth. So that I love about the the, the startup scene. My comment was, if you um, – if you kind of read it back again, it's it's about kind of like don't read that book example, right? Yeah, don't right. don't don't eat that cookie, right? Yeah, right. And and so the idea was that we want to invite people in yeah. and, and just kind of no, and I I kind of drew that from it, but yeah. I, I think a lot of people have read, drawn a different conclusion from it. Yeah, uh, but and, and then the other thing you mentioned there was uh, don't hire my staff, right? Yep. And so I don't I don't agree with that necessarily. What I like, honestly, personally, for me, that the biggest joy is when we help somebody either get a promotion at Lender Close, get elevated, or they get a higher profile position somewhere else. Yeah. We were part of that. We were part of that chapter in their life, and, and we take pride of it. So we want people to get elevated, whether they're at Lender Close or not. We take pride in our team, and we hire a strong team. Yeah, and that's a really common thought process in the tech industry, not just the startup industry, in the tech industry, because people yeah. move around a lot. Uh, I was in a mobile computing company starting in 1984. Yeah. So a lot of early people in in that space, and a lot of them moved around. And to be honest, five years later, the partnerships were easier to do because there's people you knew and trusted at this other company now that you're doing a partnership with, and it's a community again. Yeah. So there is a lot of value. Going back to that article, you called out two things that Inc. missed in their article. And I, I'm going to paraphrase, I won't get it right, but mm-hmm. first there's a proven willingness among our robust and open-door investors seen to finance entrepreneurs, idealists, and the movements they've built. I want to hear more about that comment. Well, when I, when I decided to raise capital for Leonard Close, first I thought it was hard and it's pretty intimidating. And, and really, I think I met with you even as, as one of mm-hmm. my first meetings. And you did. What you'll know if you're if you're raising capital in Iowa or if you're an entrepreneur looking for ideas, Iowans are Iowa nice. Everybody almost will take a meeting with you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's true. Um, I mean, even the uh, Tej, yeah. right, would will, 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 will take some time out of his day to meet with you, and, and, and it just demonstrates our commitment as people to our community. Mm-hmm. So that wasn't a tough part for me. Where I struggled at the beginning, being I never raised capital before, was the process yeah. of raising capital. Yeah. And so you've got to do your due diligence as, as an entrepreneur as to what that investor is looking for. Do I have am – I, am I, is my product market ready necessarily? It doesn't have to be perfect, right? But you have to know enough about the product to attract investors. Absolutely. Um, things like that I've, I've kind of come to learn. We have – Opportunities in Iowa, like the, um, the the Iowa Economic Development uh, Fund demonstration fund mm-hmm. and the Propel Fund, yeah. uh, Next Level Ventures is a big venture capital firm here in Iowa, and they're exclusive to Iowa. Yes, they as are as well. So that's so, so it's there, 
right? Yeah. You just have to go do it, and, and you've got to learn from your mistakes. Networking is another big factor. Yeah. So you've got to show up to these events, right? You, um, for example, the, 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 the Gravitate events. The, like right. you said, the, the event that Pitchley did. Mm-hmm. Uh, shame on Ryan for not personally inviting me. Now, don't get me in trouble with Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, these, these, these events that we've got to show up for, and, and that, that helps you network, and it helps you kind of it does. put your hands on the right yeah. Rolodex, I should say. Well, you just did a good call out for an event where you've got coming up. We do a Raising Capital seminar twice a year. You do? Yeah, and uh, we've, this will be our sixth. So if you're interested in that, for those listening, um, check out the uh, dsmpartnership.com and uh, search for Raising Capital, and you'll find it. So the other comment you said is our financial service community uh, sector, rich with incumbents, hungry for innovation, is incredibly strong and active in the pursuit of digital transformation. You know, most people that don't know a lot about the financial services world would think that hunger for innovation would not think hunger for innovation when they think about those kinds of companies. I mean, when you, I don't know about you, but some bank software doesn't always look the most innovative. Nothing yeah. in my bank, but it isn't exactly rocking up there with Amazon's newest website or whatever. Yeah. Um, can you give us some examples? You know, you'd be surprised as to how many. You mentioned banks uh, that 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 do invest in the community. Um, whether directly or indirectly, again going back to the next level uh, venture fund, that is a it's it's, a, it's an Iowa exclusive fund, and some of that money it comes from not only angel investors or, or, or individuals, but also banks and credit unions invest in that fund. Yeah, and a lot of people don't know that. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Members Group, which is now Co-op, uh, the Iowa Credit Union League is mm-hmm. a heavy investor in, in, mm-hmm. in startups in the community. PSCU, it's a it's a it's a payment isn't in pay, payment space here in Des Moines, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and again they they look for those opportunities. Shazam was started back in the '60s or '70s by the Iowa Bankers Association. Really, um, absolutely, those guys uh, do a great job of investing in in technology that they uh, appreciate. Lincoln Savings Bank is a is a strong player. They have been. I mean, they, they've come in recently. And they're yeah, strong. Player. They've got a really cool portfolio uh, in terms of investments, and and they're very very open-minded to uh, technology. And then uh, Iowa, I guess where we're at today, the Global Insurance Accelerator. Uh, our friend Jeff Russell uh, from Delta Dental is, is heavily involved in that. Yeah. And so we hear about their success stories. So it's, it's out there, folks. We, yeah. you know, we just kind of show up to these events, shake some hands, network, and you'll learn about all this. Yeah, it's interesting because I, did, I had no idea that the Des Moines stance in the insurance industry, but we're the number three insurance city in the world. We are. It's London, New York, and Des Moines. Wow. And you think about that, that's pretty, that is pretty that's some rare air you're hanging with. That's incredible. We were involved in the start of the Global Insurance Symposium that meets every year. There's a big meetup every year here, conference, back when that started. And it was a combination of some people here at the partnership and our insurance commissioner, yeah. Nick Gearhart at the time kind of cooked the idea up. And wow. then, of course, a lot of people implemented it. It was a big job to do. Uh, they just announced today uh, one of the featured speakers for this year is Senator Charles Grassley, our head of the Senate Finance Committee. I would, I think we've done over 600 attendees at that conference last year, and I think we'll do more this year because they've actually got another conference where they're bringing in all the insurance regulators from around the country for a conference the day before. Can you imagine how many insurance companies are going to come just because you know all the regulators are going to be here? I mean, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. That's so, pretty cool. It'll be nice to have. Yeah, uh, Senator Grassley. I've never met him. 
I'm sure it'll be a cool event. Well, it you know it's it's an area where there's always politics these days. We, yeah, unfortunately, everything's politics, politics. You, but the, the good news about the finance industry is they're pretty straight on. Hey, if we just want good clean laws to do our our business by. So I, I think it's great that he's taking the time to come in and do Absolutely. that. Absolutely. So let's talk more about the ecosystem. So we look at the Des Moines startup ecosystem. What, what do you what do we do to make it stronger? Well, you just hit the nail right on the head. We talked about politics. And the conversation doesn't necessarily have to be politics. Uh, but one thing that you'll notice is that our politicians uh, do care. Yeah. Um, regardless of party, they do actually care. I mean, the governor uh, of Iowa, Governor Reynolds, showed up to our uh, startup party. Yeah. Isn't that cool? That was really cool. And, and, and really for her to take the time um, to come in and do a speech about startups and the tax credits that – businesses will get mm-hmm. um next level ventures uh, their their fund their investors uh do invest in that fund because of the tax credits that are sure do. those legislative bodies work. are putting in place so you got to network with these people um the the Ch- senator charles schneider the president of the iowa senate yeah um is a close friend of ours now yeah and he checks in on lender clothes every now nice. and then he wants to hear these stories and it, because it helps them uh, understand the ecosystem that we're in, and 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 it helps them implement some of these policies again to allow Iowa to be business friendly. You know, this is a great point you're making because one of the things that you I learned when I moved to Des Moines 12 years ago through the partnership is you know you've got the way the the the, the legislature works in, in the state of Iowa. You've got 99 counties represented, and a lot of them are rural counties. And they need to go ask for the things they really need. Absolutely. And so sometimes cities like Cedar Rapids or Iowa City or Ames or Des Moines get looked at as getting a little too much of the good stuff. Mm-hmm. And and but I gotta be honest with you, these small towns want startups now. They wanna be able to, to have this and they can. And so I would just to piggyback what you said, for all the startups that are out there, getting connected with some of the people in the government has a real value proposition for the startup. Absolutely. Because if you have a friend in state government, yes. somebody that knows who you are, yes. when these issues come up, and they do come up, yeah. um, you can get representation. Absolutely. It doesn't have to be for political reason. We're all no. Iowa nice, and we all just uh, go for the same goal. And that's that's the sad part is it, it isn't about politics. It's no. about doing the right thing. And I think you'd find most of the people at the state house that I've ever met, like almost all of them, are there to do the right thing. Oh, and absolutely. I'm sure this party politics are always will be. Well, let's focus on that a little bit more, Mike, because there's a lot more we can do to make sure the ecosystem is stronger. It, we got to show up to events, yes. right? Um, I, I I show up to certain events, and, and there are other CEOs that are not there. Yeah. Uh, there are other founders that are not there. And granted, we're all busy, and we've got sure. life, and life gets in the way. But let's let's make sure we all cheer, lead free for one another and show up to these events and network. Because if I'm there, it might help inspire somebody who's trying to right. do what we did. Uh, and if I'm there, I might network with somebody I want to be networking with. You might th- meet that programmer you want to hire, too. That's true, too. Seriously. Yep. And what you do uh, for the community, Mike, I've got to give credit where credit is due. Um, you guys do a great job Thank for, you. for the community. I see you at events. And, and ever since I met you, really... Uh, helped me uh, kind of go towards my goal and, 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 and pointed me in the right direction. 
Uh, Jeff Wood does a great job, too, for Gravitate. I love Gravitate. They do a great job of uh, making sure there are events uh, that are happening all the time. You know, the nice thing about having that physical space they have over there is it's a meeting place. I mean, it's a it's a gathering place. You can walk in there and talk to people. Yeah. Um, you know, the work I do is pretty virtual in the sense of I've got an office, but it's basically my backpack, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. I've got a desk with a monitor and a keyboard on it, but other than that, it's my backpack. Yeah. And to have that that sense of community, especially if you're on your own, those early starting days when you're just by yourself, it is really nice to have that sense of community in place. Oh, and it's there. And it's yeah, there. It is. And they're growing. They should be opening the new office pretty soon. Oh, pretty I heard about that. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of socialization, I find that the Des Moines startup ecosystem does not tend to socialize as much as other ecosystems that I'm familiar with. Uh, I'll give an example. When I was in Seattle, there was something every night. Yeah. And I don't mean in Seattle major. I mean within my industry, there was something every night. Really? It was crazy. And, of course, you couldn't go to all of it. Some people thought you should, but obviously that's nuts. Uh, I I do enjoy my family (laughs) and want to spend time. But what do you think we can do to get people to get together more often? Well, I suspect the population in Seattle was probably a lot more. It's a little bit more. <laughs> but some of their meetups had 500 people at them, too. Oh, so, man, that's you know. really cool. Yeah, It'd be cool crazy. if we get to that level. You know, I, I tend to see, and again, I'm, I'm, I live in this world of Des Moines. I've never been to a startup uh, con- or a convention in, in, in Seattle. So I can't speak to that. Um, I, I like to give credit where credit is due. I think the Technology Association of Iowa does a great job do. putting together some events. We went to. Uh, uh, a couple of them, the Catalyst uh, yep. piece that was great, yes. um, and it's so nice to see some women involvement, some yes. women leadership. And in, 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 in a very our good friend of mine was featured this year. That so. was so cool. That was very cool. Uh, I was so excited to to, to see that, and uh, they're doing the Prometheus Awards. Uh, that's a great event. I mean, I yeah. think everybody should go to that, and that could be like the. Uh, I wish the Oscars, more people would right? go to the Prometheus Awards. It's, yeah. a, it's a heck of an event. Um, I know I nominate companies every year, and will you be going um, this year? Oh yeah, I go every year. I think uh, Glenda Close is going to win nine out of the six awards. Yeah, okay. Uh, nine out of six. How are you going to do that? I don't know how we're going to do it. <laughs> we're going to that, just do that's, it. That's hitting it hard. <laughs> uh, I want to see that happen. <laughs> And, and the Gravitate does some events. So we show up for these things when possible. They've yeah. got the Founders Fireside. But you're right. It's not big enough. Uh, and even if it was uh, maybe less events, if we can just draw more attention to it. Yeah, um, I agree. I, I don't necessarily know the answer to that. But it goes around to we as founders and entrepreneurs and you as Mike, we've got to call out the ones that are not showing up. Yeah. Why aren't you showing up? Yeah. Right. I agree. And so, if you're in Sioux City, Iowa, to starting up uh, a startup, um, create something uh, in Sioux City, or come down to the Des Moines. Right. Right. And so, let's show up to these things. And well, and they don't have other. to be a big deal. They don't I mean, have to. You be, know, you one know? of the things I got a real kick out of with TAI is they did. You know, they started doing tech brew years and years ago. And yeah. a tech brew was show up for a beer. Yeah. You know, or a drink or whatever. And and you know, some people that's fine. And but not everybody. That's not really what everybody wants to do. And Iowans are really known for wanting to go home at night. Yeah, that's you know, true. It's five thirty. I want to go home. And if I got to do work, I'll work at home later. You know, and, and yeah. I'm famous for that. I I'm usually out of my office every day at five. Yeah. Doesn't mean I'm done working. Of course. But they flipped it to tech brew AM, and oh, now it's yeah. brewed coffee. And it's over at uh, West West End Salvage. Sure, yeah, I've been there. I was there two weeks ago for one of them. Last one, I guess it was. Yeah. And the room was absolutely packed. And it wasn't like, you know, like this time, I think Debbie Durham's coming, it'll be packed. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't somebody that a lot of people would have known. Yeah. But what a great networking environment. And when the when the uh, presentation, the talk was over, very few people got up and left. They stayed there and talked. They sat there and talked. Yeah. They sat there and networked. But I think... 
Sometimes I'm just seeing just something a little bit simpler, like just a gathering where you just get together with a cup of coffee or tea and talk. And it works. You know, or over and it works. or something. So, How have mentors influenced your journey? A ton. A ton. I have a lot of mentors in my life. Some are family. Uh, some are investors. Um, I call on Scott Hookman from Next Level Ventures uh, once in a great while. And, and uh, some even within my team. My, my CEO, Ben Rempe, is a... Is a good friend of mine is a good mentor we we all help each other uh, so you've got to get get some mentors uh, if you don't have any i'm happy to m- mentor you and i'm not even that great of a mentor <laughs> but uh you're probably better than you think <laughs> there are a ton though i mean i i uh, i love having the ability there are days where where you have a bad day oh, and, yeah. and you just need to call on mike and say mike this happened today and i didn't know how to deal with it right yeah how do I deal with it, right? Yeah. So uh, absolutely, mentors are a huge part of this. Yeah. So what qualities do you look for in a good mentor? Uh, okay, so I'm a positive guy. I like mm-hmm. lots of energy. Um, if I'm down, I want somebody to pump me up. <laughs> so I, I gravitate towards people with energy. Sure. I like the I can do it attitude. Uh, I don't like to uh, no, you can't do this. I don't like to hear can't, right? I can yeah, do anything. That's not I good can. mentor practices. Anyways. <laughs> you know, you, good mentor practices does not include the word no, Correct. And can't. No, you have. Yeah, absolutely. It's about questions. Yeah, that's the way I look at it. It's about asking the right questions. Yeah. Have you tried this? I once did this. Have you tried something like this? Yeah. I once did this. It didn't work for me, but that doesn't mean it won't work for you. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Correct. What about mentees? You, do you mentor people? I do, and I have to take full credit for uh, mentoring Ryan Gearhardy at Pitchley. Um, that's a total joke. <laughs> <laughs> He'll but laugh. You should keep that in there. You keep it in there. He'll laugh. He <laughs> so was here just I, a month or two ago I doing this I take full credit for Ryan's yeah. success. All kidding aside, no, it's, it's, it's great. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy to mentor anybody um, that needs, needs a, anything, uh, an advice or uh, an idea bounced off of me. So when people come to you, you mentees, what quality should they have? What should they be doing? Okay, so um, I, I've, I've got a couple of uh, mentees that I work with. Uh, some are, again, our family. Some are friends, um, a younger generation than, than me, and, and they tend to look up to, obviously, what, what I've done. And, and I used to say just listen to your mentors, but, but now it's becoming it's a, more of a execute. You've got to start executing mm-hmm. um, what, you're, what you're being um, coached uh, upon. So uh, that's the thing that I'm, I'm, I'm not seeing out there yeah. is the confidence to execute. Mm-hmm. And I wish we see more of that. And, and I would agree. Mentees. I mean, and at the same time, it's part of the filtering of who can and can't be successful in a startup. I mean, I talk to a lot of people at the idea stage, and a lot of times our idea is great, but there's a ton of work to do to be mm. polite about. There's an amazing amount of work to do to make it happen, and part of that not executing, I wonder sometimes, is filtering down those who just don't have the drive. Yeah, and, and and I can't put my thumb on it necessarily, but it's uh, if you have the drive or you don't have the drive, if you've got mentors and coaches everywhere, you 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 want to find them, and now just execute, just have the confidence in yourself to just do it. Yeah, go try it. It's you know, we live in a time now where it isn't a failure mark to fail in a startup. Absolutely. Um, you know, I was got out of college in 1983, and that was still the time when you kind of went to work for somebody and stayed there for the rest of your life. And if you'd gone out in 83 and done a startup and failed, it would have been a black mark on your resume. Today, it's a, it's a, it's a plus point. Oh, yeah. Really? Tell me more That's about true. that. What did you learn? Because you probably learned a ton. Oh, my goodness. Compared to just, I mean, That's nothing against a job at a corporation, but you don't learn as much when you're in a, in a fixed 
you know, situation. Like I work in a marketing team at principal. There's nothing wrong with it. It's a great job. But the breadth of opportunity to fail isn't the same as a startup. It's the best education. And failure teaches us. There's nothing the like best. burning your hand on the stove. Mike, I got a PhD in failure. <laughs> Good line. I like that. PhD in failure. So for those of you listening or looking out, for, looking for a mentor and those who want to give back by being a mentor, I would ask you to check out dsmpartnership.com slash mentor connection. We recently launched this. It's a way to digitally find mentors or mentees. And I'd be happy to tell you more at any time if you'd like to. So with that, Omar, I want to say thank you for being on Startup Stories. It was a pleasure to have you today. That was so much fun, Mike. I'm happy to come back anytime. Sounds great. Thanks for listening to the Small Business and Startup Stories DSM podcast. Inspired by these stories, we offer a hub full of resources needed for any small business owner to grow and succeed in Greater Des Moines, Iowa at dsmpartnership.com slash small business. Thanks for listening.